podcast presented by the Holy Grail right here on BearcatJournal.com. It's going to be a big show, but remind everybody, Friday night, 6, 15, 6.30 or so, the BCJ happy hour down at the Holy Grail. Informal, just come down to the Grail, hang out, have some drinks. I'll be there. Maybe we'll get our, our next guest to show up. Our, our our guest later in the show is planning on being there. Zach Tobler is going to be there. It's going to be a star-studded event. Just come down, casual. We're not doing a broadcast. We're just hanging out. Get some dinner, have some drinks, get ready for the season. Come on up, chat. We'll talk some Bearcat football. Uh, so make sure you get down to the Holy Grail for that. And as you know, we are once again firing up the watch parties for road games starting with Arkansas at the Holy Grail, 3.30, Saturday, September 3rd. All right, Aaron, let's get going. Dave is, Dave is on the road. He's on a road trip with Dan Simon, our realignment expert. So we have Dave Simone. We have Dan Simon. They're not the same person, uh, but they are going to a uh, realignment summit uh, in northern Michigan. They're totally not going for golf. Uh, but they're going to a realignment <laughs> summit that has nothing to do with uh, playing golf for the last time before football season gets here. So instead, Aaron's going to co-host, and we're going to have a couple guests rotate through to talk about the Bearcats as we get ready for September 3rd. We went big with our first guest, none other than the legend, LeBron James. I, wait, there that's is. just a jersey. See, that's just now- a jersey. See, we're already off to a bad start because as soon as I set this camera up, I'm like, crap, the only jersey in my whole basement that you see is LeBron. But I've got this, like, UC corner, but the AC vent is there, and the AC is blowing because it's still 90 degrees in August. Um, <laughs> if I if I were to pull this way, i got both the Kelseys up here. I'm not even a LeBron guy, but I thought the, the St. Vincent thing was, was, was pretty cool, but I, I don't want to be associated with that. Okay, well, that's kind of a hard look not to be because – it's literally How about this right one? there. How about this? There you go. There you go. Nice. Can you hang that from the uh, the the top corner of the LeBron thing? And that's what we'll see instead. We're going to do something. <laughs> We're going to do something. Former Bearcat quarterback, legend all around, host of the new three-hour version of Cincy 360, a show that I occasionally, when I'm on the road, I just I just call in. We appreciate you listening, Chad. Most, most people, guests have to be invited. No. But I feel like because I'm, I work, kind of work there, yeah. that I can, I can just call in like Mike Listen, from L.A. When it's a three-hour show and the Reds are terrible and football season <laughs> hasn't started, anytime I see your name, I'm like, oh, this is at least five or ten minutes. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to help anytime. And then Friday, I guess I'll, uh, I'll join you at the end of the show. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be not down at Paul Brown Stadium doing camp reports, but I'll be doing live camp reports, um, three forty-five, four forty-five, and five forty-five. Check. Yeah, and, and I'm looking forward to that next week too because I'm in Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday next week. Great, great, let's do so, it. Uh, I'm looking forward to you filling all the content that you possibly can. Deal, uh, <laughs> Tony. You you've been out to higher ground a little bit, a couple times. You had you had you had Junior Little Pike. Yeah. Uh, with you uh, on Saturday, 
for family day? What What is other than um, enjoying the ability to watch a football team play actual football? Unlike when you go down yeah. on the river and watch whatever they call that, that the Bengals do uh, every day. Uh, what has been your overall takeaway from some of the things you've seen when you've been up at higher ground? You know, it's crazy. I was watching Hard Knocks last night with my wife, and they're tackling. And she was like, they, they, they're they that intense in the NFL? I said, uh, some <laughs> no. teams are. Um, but I, I've been at training camp for the Bengals every day, and they, they just don't practice. They 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 go through drills. They don't How about tackle. This? They rehearse. They don't practice. Yes. They rehearse. Yes, and and look, they had joint practices today, and Sean McVay and Zach Taylor, and you got to give them credit because they both went to the Super Bowl last year. But their philosophy is they're not going to tackle. They're going to go light. They want to get through camp healthy, and they want to get through camp fresh. Can I um, stop you right there, Tony? Like, yeah. How do you feel about joint practices? Um, when you practice the way that the Bengals practice, I think they're a necessity uh, because you just don't get you don't get any look against anyone else but the same guys. And now all of a sudden today, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Cooper Cup, you're just lining up all these stars. So you actually get a little bit of a gauge. Um, I, I just, I mean, I, there are times I don't feel like I played that long ago and then times where I do, but I'm, I mean, we were still in normal two-a-days. It was intense. It was tackling. It was live. I mean, Mark D'Antonio's time at, at the University of Cincinnati, I was a scout team quarterback and I was live. So imagine <laughs> you can imagine hit Tony, Trent Cole, um, Mike Wright, uh, Enzo, come all these guys coming off the, the the defensive line, and then we would have success on a play, and they would repeat the play, and we'd still be live. And I'm like, wait, wait a second, you already know what's coming. So I'm getting hit, I'm getting tackled at practice, and now you never see it. And look, I I, I go up to higher ground. And within the stretching period and the individual period, it felt like a completely different animal. It felt like what you think of when you think of training camp. Outside of just the intensity like you talked about, Mo Egger had told me that this was the best offensive line UC has had. And I do think the O-line is going to be really good. But I thought the D-line played extremely well. Um, I think they're talented and they have depth in the linebacking core. I think what Kerry Combs is going to bring to this secondary and a, a guy by the last name of Hardaway, who I've heard a couple things about is going to be a welcome addition for this defense. But I, I watch everything through the lens of the offensive side of the ball. And I know it's going to be different this year, but you can't tell me you look at, at Tucker and Scott, two, five, nine, five, 10 guys that can burn four threes squatting 600 pounds and then you go 6-6 from Hawaii, Nick Martyr. And then you go two NFL-quality tight ends and a three- or four-headed monster at the running back. I'm so impressed with the skill group offensively. And I know we lost Des Ritter, but you can, you can make up for a lot of what Des did because you have that many horses now around the quarterback position offensively. Think about what it says to Luke Fickle's recruiting that they lost – Desmond Ritter, they lost Al yeah. Pierce, they lost Jerome Ford, and we're not in a complete panic mode right now about what are they going to do for offense. And can you just say, too, like, not only did you lose those guys, but ho-hum, Jerome Ford, 100-plus yards, two touchdowns in his first preseason game, yeah. 
Alec Pierce has been the talk of Colts camp. Des Ritter in a year will be the best quarterback hands down out of this draft. He, he looks that good already. Um, Ahmad Gardner has not seen a throw go his way. You, you just People are like, still like, nope, it, not it's just crazy. there. And, and you hate to see it the other night. Darian Beavers was pushing for a starting role yeah. with the Giants. It's not just like they lost guys to the NFL. They lost dudes to the NFL. And you go back, and every, that's the first thing everyone says, right? Well, they lost too many guys. They can't, they can't have success again. And it's like, okay, just, just watch. Just wait. It, it's, it's going to be another very talented team, and they're not, they're not skipping a beat in the recruiting trail. It's, it's just exciting. Aaron, you got anything? Um, how, how excited are you about the new additions that the staff has made at this point? Um, I – I am the biggest, and I know there's a saying, I'm, I'm the biggest Kerry Combs proponent that's out there. I, I love that guy as a person. I love him as a coach. I love his energy, his enthusiasm, but he's, he's compassionate as well. And, you know, I, I've played for a lot of really good coaches. Every single year since Kerry Combs left the University of Cincinnati, Christmas, Thanksgiving, um, any holiday, Kerry Combs is sending me a personal text. Kerry Combs is saying, hey, listen to you on the radio. It's just like those types of coaches go with you for the rest of your life. You know, what can I do for you? Can I help? And they're just willing to drop anything. And, oh, by the way, the track record is, is pretty phenomenal. He's going to dominate recruiting. I love having Walter Stewart back. He's one of my favorite Bearcats that I got to play with. And there's a lot of them when you play for eight years at UC. Um, <laughs> Only eight? I thought I, it was more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think you know, with two new uh, – and I say two new coordinators because I thought Tressel last year was able to just kind of put the car in autopilot. I think you're going to see a, a big step for him this year. And I love the thought of Geno handling the offense because he's been in the same meeting rooms. He's been on that field. He knows what these guys are going through. And he knows better than anyone how to create balance and, and how to spread the ball around and create mismatches. I just think when you're a big-time program like UC is now, I, I hear, Chad, I've heard you say it all the time. I hear Fickle say it all the time. They want to be a top-10 program, not a top-10 team. But when you're a top-10 program, you lose coaches every year because they get picked off. When, uh, when, when you're a top-10 program, you lose guys to the NFL draft and you don't skip a beat. And I think that's what you're seeing already at, at Camp Higher Ground with this team and, and now getting ready for Arkansas. I'm getting some. Uh, I think your mic continues to hit on your string from your hoodie. Oh, oh, okay. Here, let me do this, Chad. Sorry. How's that? Way better. There yeah. you go. Now you're talking. Do I have to do I have to restart everything? No. No, we're I'm good. Live. We're live. <laughs> like this. I know. Live. I, know. <laughs> I don't even remember what I just said. So, <laughs> um, the quarterback battle. Yeah. Uh, you are. You are a prolific quarterback uh instructor wow you, you just had one of your uh students go over ten thousand yards passing in high school right yeah drew novak and, uh, and drew novak yeah uh, so drew plitt, kid... drew plitt got some action for the Bengals. yeah, yeah. you are a, a um a quarterback whisperer i think is what they call that uh, if i train if i worked with des ritter three times does that count can i claim des ritter i think you yeah. put on the resume for yeah. sure yeah. yeah i worked with des then we worked uh, before, you know, he got all Hollywood and Jordan Palmer. <laughs> you were you were his Jordan Palmer before 
Jordan. Yeah, Palmer. I was his Jordan Palmer when I had him come out to, to Reading High School on the, the grass fields before he went out to the beaches. <laughs> the ding. Yes. Des in the ding. Des from mm. the ding. There you go. The new talkbacker. Yes. If anybody's listening tonight, get a get a Des from the ding talkback ready to go tomorrow. Please. <laughs> what What's your take when you've watched these guys uh, out there that higher ground and Obviously, you know, you've known Evan for a long yeah. time, but, but Ben's been around for a while as well. Um, Luke's not going to tell us. Right. But what does quarterback whisperer Tony Pike think of what he's seen? I think they both bring really dynamic things to an offense. I, I couldn't have been more impressed when Ben Bryant started against Memphis and what he was able to do um, because no one realizes, you know, when you're the backup quarterback – and your name or your number is called and you go into the game, there's no one in the stands that is like, well, you know what, let's take it easy on him because he probably didn't get many reps at practice. You're expected to go in there and shine. And that's what Ben Bryant did against Memphis. He gave him a chance to win. And Ben Bryant had to do what was best for him, and he went and got that experience. And then I look at Evan, athlete, uh, stud, Mr. Ohio, checks all the boxes, the height, the arm strength, Maybe still a little bit ways to go with his footwork. And I went into camp and I, I, I genuinely said, I said, I think if, if Prater's going to be the guy, he has to dominate at training camp. He's got to like be far and above the better quarterback. And when I watched him, I think they both bring really good things to the table, but I think Ben is that truer pocket passer. And I think that they've been level enough that Ben would be my answer just because I don't think Prater dominated him through training camp. So when you rely on experience to go against Arkansas, that would be what Ben Bryant gives you. And I thought, I thought Prater had a bigger gap to cover throughout training camp. And from what I watched, I, I just don't think that that gap was covered. I also think it has to come down to what's what you're working with, right? Because if this is, 2018 Cincinnati yeah. with Mike Warren just smashing into the offensive line or defensive line, you know, 35 times a game yeah. and, and some, some time to let a quarterback like Des develop. You rely heavily on the RPO and Des's athleticism. If it's a team like that, it kind of fits Evan Prater. But Prater, Prater's the better athlete. He's the more athletic of the two. Ben is yeah. the better passer. And look, as a quarterback, my favorite thing was getting the getting the guys the ball early and letting them do the work. And I, you did I that truly, with Marty Gilliard. Marty yes. Gilliard made you look great because you just got him the ball yeah. and let him go. And and the biggest attribute to that is you just got to be accurate on the short stuff. And Ben is really accurate on the short stuff. And Evans just he's not as accurate as as he is. So if I'm like if I've got Josh Wiley to throw to. If I throw him an accurate eight-yard pass, he's going to get me probably 12 after the catch. If I get the ball in Trey Tucker or, or Scott's hand, they're going to get me yards after the catch. If I can just swing it out to one of these running backs, you don't have to make all the 30-yard throws. you just got to be accurate in that short to intermediate game. And, and I think from watching him and watching him last year at, at Eastern Michigan, I, I think that's what Ben Bryant does. So with – the fact that you're going to have a, a new guy at quarterback for this team and you've revamped the wide receiver room, but you've already talked about the four headed monster, potentially of yeah. the running game. 
do you expect this to be a balanced team? Do you expect this to be a run heavy team because of the inexperience at quarterback here in, at least in this conference? Mm -hmm. Um, Or, or do you think that they're just going to come out and just set the world on fire because of the revamp wide receiver room? I think they're going to rely on a, on a very good offensive line and a good running game. And I think they're going to be balanced. Um, There's no better friend to a quarterback than a good running game because it sets up the play action game. And when you can run the ball, the defense has to bring more hats into the box, which creates one-on-one matchups outside. If a team can just stay in a two deep and stop your running game, you're going to be hard pressed to beat anybody with the passing game. They're going to dictate a lot of what they're able to do based on running the ball and based on getting the ball out quick. Again, utilize Josh Wiley, utilize Leonard Taylor, utilize all of this speed and talent and athleticism. I don't know how an opposing defense matches up physically with from a height standpoint with what they're able to do, let alone speed. So I think this will be one of the more balanced UC teams without the quarterback run necessity that Des Ritter was able to give you that UC's had in a while. Probably the most balanced since your senior year. Yeah, I mean, that's what and Armand and Bones and Ben Gadouli, multiple running backs, Isaiah Pede, Goble. I mean, we were we were so dynamic because we played with such great pace and we dictated what the defense was, what we wanted the defense to do. That was Brian Kelly's big thing. We're not going to sit around and let a defense dictate what we what what we need to do. We're going to dictate what they have to do. And that was it. It it became really simple. Either you're going to try to load the box and stop one of the most dynamic runners I've ever been around in Isaiah Pede, or you're going to allow us to spread the ball around to a bunch of talented dudes and do it at a high tempo. And either way, it was kind of pick your poison. And I think that's where we had so much success with. Now you bring up loading the box. And so let's kind of switch gears here talking about defense. And this defensive line is going to look. see what you did there, Aaron. Like that, that was a segue. That was, it was. very wow. good. Um, I like that. Hook, line, and sinker. He's up. He's become a, a professional, hook. Tony. You set the hook and everything. We're professionals yeah. here. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> but the defensive line looks very different than what it did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so do you think that we're going to see some more of just better stopping the run than we did last year, especially against Alabama as they kind of exposed – that weakness yeah. in Cincinnati's defense uh, in different looks such as a four down line or something else that we haven't maybe seen here in late years. I would, I would preface any conversation about stopping the run against Bama and ask any other team in the country to stop the run against Fair Bama. Enough. That's a whole different animal. Um, the, the team successfully on defense will go as the secondary goes a lot of the way, because look, let's face it last year, you had two lockdown corners. Uh, Kobe Bryant, I left him out, by the way, earlier. He's dominating Seattle. But you have two lockdown corners that you can say, look, at any time we can put those two on an island and we can get as creative as we want in the box. I think you're going to have to see at least early in the season until these guys are more battle-tested, you're going to have to see more base looks. You're going to have to rely on those front four or maybe the, the linebacking level with the front seven to get their work done and allow the secondary to work off each other because you can't say, hey, Kobe, you're on your own. Hey, Sauce, you're on your own. you got to give those guys help early until you know which guy is is the dude for you, and then you put them on that island, and then you get creative. But I think you really have to start this year with this team trusting that that front four, front five, front three, whatever you want to draw out there, you have to, to count that they're going to get their work done and at least 
allow that linebacking core to get a free run on that run. One thing that's probably going to be different about this defense is that the pressure is likely going to be more up the middle with a guy like yeah. Jawan Briggs, as big and strong as he is. As a quarterback, what do you prefer? A rush coming off the edge, but you still get your clean pocket a little bit where you can step up into it. Yeah. Or just how disruptive is it when that nose tackle can take your center and just carry him to the quarterback? That, that was the hardest for me was when the pressure came right up the middle because a quarterback in his comfort zone wants to get to the top of his drop, wants to be able to take a hitch, settle in the pocket, and then drive the ball. If there's pressure coming from one of the tackle spots, you can push up, you can then escape, you can get out of the pocket. When that pressure comes right up the middle, you don't have many options. Uh, you're either going to step into the throw and take one under your chin, or you're going to have to vacate the pocket early, and that throws off all the timing. You know, there's a lot of times a tackle, if they run their guy past 10, 12 yards, you're perfect as long as that middle, those middle three are protected. So I I would always welcome pressure off the edge uh, as opposed to pressure up the middle because it, it really takes you out of your comfort zone as a passer. Now, you brought up J.Q. Hardaway's name earlier at, at the very beginning of all of this. What have you seen out of the young freshman, true freshman, J.Q. Hardaway, as you've been at camp? I, uh, I I had to look at my roster twice because I'm like, no way that guy's a freshman, let alone a true freshman, because he physically just looks uh, like he's making Bruce Feldman's all-freak list already. I mean, <laughs> 6'2", long arms, athletic. Um, he passes the eye test right away, and then you watch him move, and you see how fluid he is, and you see how athletic he is, and it's like, man, this, this is just going to be the next in a very long line of talented, talented guys that this team is putting out. Kerry Combs mentioned to me, go back to when Kerry Combs was there. He's like, it wasn't like we had a bunch of schleps in that back end. Mike Mickens, D'Angelo Smith, Haruki Nakamura, Aaron Webster, Brandon Underwood. I mean, these are guys that played in the NFL that came out of the University of Cincinnati, not to the caliber that we've seen in this past year. But, I mean, that th this has been a school that can get guys to play in the secondary at the next level. And I think JQ Hardaway falls into to that next line of, of great Bearcats. And then there's a high school freak joining next year, made the uh, high school freaks list in six foot three corner, Amari Snowden. And if you think, he? if you think JQ is a sauce clone, like there are pictures of Amari Snowden standing next to sauce. And you're like, that's his yeah. little brother. Yep. Like, <laughs> and I, I think, and again, that goes back to just what, what Luke and the staff have done, right? I mean, it, every every team in college football occasionally gets that guy. It's hard to get that guy in and say, okay, watch the guy coming in after him. Watch the guy coming in after him. And since the time he's been here, like it was easy or easier when Luke first got here because you're recruiting and saying, hey, come here and play right away. Now you're getting these highly touted recruits, four-star guys, and saying, come here and you might have to sit for a year or two. And that's hard as a recruiting tool when other guys are saying, come here and play right away. And yet they keep picking the University of Cincinnati. All right. Well, now we've got an opportunity to settle the age old UC debate. Cincinnati 2009. Oh, man. Cincinnati 2021. Can he even come in if he doesn't have entrance music? I mean, I'm seeing him in a wrestling ring. He just casually slides into this now without an, like a, a big intro. <laughs> 
Yeah, we need let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Welcome in, Mr. Bearcat, Ryan Royer. What's going on, brother? What's up, guys? Happy to be here. Just, uh, just having a little chat with with Tone, and uh, yeah. we'll we'll let you two hash it out. Tone, you make the case for twenty one. Royer, you make the case for 09. <laughs> oh, simple, simple. Um. 09, you guys would have probably put up 40 or 50 on us. Um, but I think we'd have just we'd have tried to score like 55. I mean, you Isaiah think? Pede, Marty Gilliard, <laughs> Armand Benz, Ben Gadouli. Um, I think his name's Bones Bagante now. It's not Marcus Barnett anymore. Bones Bagante. Um we can go deep into the well. Uh, you know, I had I had I got Jason Kelsey up there, I got Jeff Lincolnbach, Sam Griffin. Um I think I just think we were we were unique in 2009 because we were one of the first teams that that really pushed the tempo. I think we were one of the first teams that tried to to get in 100 plays a game. That was our goal going into 2009 was we're going to run 100 plays in this game and we're going to go at a tempo that hopefully hopefully wouldn't allow um, defenders that this 09 team had on this really good defense much time to hide, much time to disguise coverages. Offensively, I don't. We would have probably had our our hands full on the 2009 defense, but uh, I got to ride with my guys. I mean, I, I can't I can't turn my back on the only team in the UC Hall of Fame because it's too early for 2021 to be inducted. Yeah, I'm just worried about how is Marty Gilliard going to catch a pass on Sauce? I mean, he's oh, basically we eliminated. Hey, well, I, know Marty's, know, Armand, I know Marty's a UC great, but, I mean, you're going up against, <laughs> I think, the most dominant Bearcat in history. Ever. Not yeah, to be, I, uh, you know, I don't want to kiss up to Ahmad, but, you know, you got to call it how it is. If I could go back in time or, or flash forward in time to just go through one-on-ones and a seven-on-seven seven with, with Marty against Sauce, and it's so much of that iron sharpens iron, which you see so much now, but – I mean, Mike Mickens was an All-American corner at the University of Cincinnati. Uh, D'Angelo Smith. A lot in practice. So did D'Lo. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was just yeah. Virginia Tech. My bad. Yeah, they're talking about Cam Chancellor, and that, a lot of the times those receivers ran wrong routes in that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I would, I would, I would give anything from a from a practice standpoint to go up against that every day because that was, that was how we competed. That was how we became um, and reached the pinnacle that we reached is because your best got to go against your best every day. And both sides were really good. Um, and for, for that team last year, you know, the matchups every single day at, at, uh, at practice, it, it's just, you, you can't make up for that on, on a scout team or, or on a, on a weekly basis going, you know, preparing for a game. Danko, Joe. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think shout. you see a lot. Oh, sorry. No, you're hey, good. Alec, Go Alec Pierce versus Amon. Right. I mean, you saw that now. I mean, this look, you see how Alec's taken off. I mean, you I feel like every practice I was seeing a highlight of him and he was texting like me and a couple of the guys that uh, lived with them just like, I mean, every day, just highlights, 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 but you didn't really, you didn't see that much coming from him when he was going against Ahmad. Yeah. It just shows you like the amount of like competition and work he got to put in every week, and you know how much it paid off for him. Like uh, last season and now in the NFL, just kind of shows how 
how good yeah, I both mean, those guys were. The conversations I have with Dez, it's like, you know, you have to be great every single rep. And if you're not, then you're going to get, you know, abused on the other side of the ball. And I think to have that every single day, at every practice, at every training camp, um, there, there's no – I mean, there, there's, there's nothing you can do to replicate that. That The fact that most mm-hmm. times last year when Alec Pierce lined up, it was easier for him than it was in practice and, and vice versa yeah. for a lot of those guys. And, you know, it's the – I just you, – you, you can't replicate that at, at any level. That's the amazing thing. I think the O line. Right? It's the depth. Uh, it's the depth, right? Like, it, yeah. You saw, you I saw it right I will every say. day. It was like they, there's there's dudes making plays that were third team that, that you're like, man, when this kid gets on the field, he's going to be a monster. Yeah. Yeah. I think the O line, I think they're they were hurting last year. They didn't have me running at them on scout team. I think maybe that's why you saw us. <laughs> See? <laughs> They saw a See? little drop off. They didn't have. They didn't get the the NFL look from me on scout team, but so you know <laughs> what was needed. Well, that's if I got to pick between twenty one and two thousand nine. What I want to know, Tony, who was your Mister Bearcat? Who was the show? Who was Ryan Royer for the two thousand nine team? Was it Gary Campbell? Man, Did he start yet? Oh no, Garrett, no he wasn't there the yet. Okay, he, he, he came right, in. He, he came in right when I was gone. I think, yeah. Um, <laughs> Man, we had we had a. T- I would say Colin McCaffrey. Yeah, that, that was guy. a good one. He was probably that guy that you knew you were just going to get it every single day from him, and it was fantastic. I got to reach out to this guy. Oh, I've never <laughs> met him. <laughs> Tony, you brought up the Iron Serpent pointers, um, and I kind of want to know what you guys think of the slogans that they've they've implemented over the course of the last couple seasons now yeah. uh, for camp, especially, and and what you put into any of that. I love it. Uh, I, I, you know, people just see it as a slogan on the outside, but when you get in those meeting rooms and you're up at camp higher ground, I mean, that's stuff you're living by. Like you are, you're buying in, and, and those are the most successful teams, right? Like like the Brian Kelly system worked if you bought into what brian kelly was selling if you didn't if you were half in and half out you weren't going to do anything on the field and to be all the way bought in it takes that it it i mean it you could say it's cliche is, is all get out iron sharpens iron ones versus ones is it and what is what's yelling up there just be us is that what was up mm-hmm. there this yeah. year i mean it's like okay you went to the playoff last year and you got all this outside noise and you're going to the big 12 next year you still got to come in and be you. You still got to come in every day, start from the bottom, get your work done, and, and keep that hungry mentality, uh, that that dog on the inside of you. I I love what the staff puts together, and, and obviously Brady Collins and, and the energy and everything with that. I will right. say you and Ryan have something in common, Tony. What's that? I think you both ran scout team for four years. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> we can, I'm not going to debate scout team stuff now. No, I'm we saying were, oh, like, yeah. you did. We were going live. They had to pull me team. off scout team. <laughs> Ryan, you missed earlier. Listen, Mark D'Antonio's like first and second year. We went live as a – quarterbacks were live on scout team. Like tackle. That's how much you respect I always got yelled at. <laughs> and then we would re- they would redo a play. They'd redo a play and be like, hey, you're still live. And I'm like, what? How does that even work? <laughs> so, Craig Let's Carey. Let's get hit one more you, time. Right. Craig Carey and I had a system because they did like Thursday practices, Narduzzi, 
Thursday practices, wanted it uh, to be perfect. And he would tell you, throw interceptions. Every play that day, you throw interceptions. <laughs> and if you didn't, you yeah. had to run the stadium stairs. Up to, up one, That's back hilarious. down. And me and Craig. Same thing with us. Craig and I got into a situation. like It was like Miami of Ohio, Roethlisberger's senior year. He threw for like four-something on us. And I told Craig, I'm like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not throwing picks. Like, screw it. So I would throw a completion, and I'd just take off up the stairs. And as I was, like, coming down, Craig would just Craig. high-five me as he was going up the stairs. That, I'm like, screw they didn't this, care. man. I'm not. They, that's great. We would just throw Coach Hitchler back there. He's terrible at throwing, so he's automatically throwing picks all the time. I saw that firsthand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just softballing those – softballing them out to the corners. It's, you know, giving the guys some confidence, you know. They yep. need it. But Yeah, sometimes too much, though. I, yeah, I want to know, uh, did Brian Kelly change his voice back to that Cincinnati accent? Did he do, like, recruiting dance videos back in the day? Was that part of no. that? No. No, it was weird because when I first heard that, that's, I was that's like, a new thing? Who is that guy? He's dancing behind players. No, he oh, uh, he lost that one recruit. That one recruit decommitted de after that video yeah. went live. Yeah, and then the other quarterback got his all his NIL deals and then bounced himself. Yeah. No, it was uh, it's a new era. Brian Kelly was more of a motivator. Um, yeah, yeah, tell, tell Ryan time. what how much Ryan Kelly motivated you at halftime of the pit game. Oh yeah, the the oh nine uh game at Pitt. Um it was really windy. The catch. And yeah, it was yeah, first half first half was windy. Uh it was snowing a lot. Uh guys were having trouble with their footing. Um yeah, I threw a couple interceptions. It wasn't great, but I you know, I'm I do not want to take the blame squarely on myself as a quarterback. Not your fault. Um no, <laughs> no, but I think was it thirty one ten going into halftime? Um, 17, right? 31, Marty 17. Marty just yeah, returned Marty got kick. It 17. Marty saved your and ass. Sure enough, we sit down and we feel like we got some momentum and coaches are talking and I'm like, all right, let's, let's get these halftime adjustments in. And Brian Kelly comes in. He like grabs me by like the, the Jersey. And he's like, let me tell you, you're going to apologize to every single player in this locker room. If you ruin their perfect season. <laughs> and that was it. Oh my that goodness. was the only, that was the only thing he said to me at halftime. And I was like, all right, let's just go with that. And there's the adjustments. <laughs> what, what was your initial reaction when he grabbed um, you? I was like, I, I mean, I'm like, I'm like eagerly <laughs> waiting him to come in because I'm like, we just scored. We got a little momentum. And like, he like didn't stop. I'm like waiting for him to stop at the board. And he just came in like, grab him like, uh-oh. Right at you. You're going to apologize to everyone. We got this, guys. No, no one any of that. He's like, hey, you're going to apologize to everyone for ruining their season. And then he was gone. He was done with me. I was like, all right, oh, there wow. we go. Did That's he say that? Really hear that? That's the motivation we needed. That's why you guys won. I mean, right, right. Was. That's <laughs> why you completed that pass, the, right in the bread basket. Unbelievable. The wake-up call. Yeah, yeah it's just a wake-up call. Coach Vic would never do something like that. No, he's doing pull-ups nice. on bars and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah the yeah. best I, it wasn't you. a halftime speed oh Dude, he wouldn't have put up with or, tony young tony that? young tony would have never made oh, it yeah oh, there would have been a quick hook <laughs> you've been like that luther the luther kid who just left yes rich eyes yes. Shots <laughs> high. i like it too soon too Listen, soon buddy I, I, I wouldn't have had a conversation at halftime because it'd have been like hey zach you're going in if that was thick <laughs> yeah, you're out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye.
Bye bye. You've been spending too much time in the ding. Yep, that's it. That's it. You're out. All What's right, man. Well, Redding. He's Come on, Tony's man. From Redding. Chad. Oh, what do we mean? What's the ding? <laughs> He's a Columbus guy. He's a Columbus hey, man, guy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Columbus guy. Oh, I, I don't, I don't, don't worry about, don't worry about the suck guys though. I'm not. Yeah. Not yeah. Yeah. I deal with it every day on the radio. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave this. I'm going to go back down to, to training camp tomorrow. And then I'm going to talk to you the rest of the week, Chad. I look forward to it. I appreciate you, Tony. I, uh, for coming in. Hey, I got, I got a really interesting text the other day that you'll appreciate. Okay. So our talk backers on Cincy 360 are really trying to push this whole ring of honor thing. Yeah, I mean, to a point where I'm just obnoxiously, obnoxiously retweeting, retweeting all of it. Yeah, I know John Cunningham sees it at some point. Um, I'm at Bengals training camp the other day, and I get a text from Mike Bone, and I'm like, "What is Mike hey, Bone buddy. texting?" Hey, me? buddy. He said, "Hey, just wanted to say congratulations. So well deserved. So happy to hear you going into the ring of honor." <laughs> and I was like, "And first, I'm like, did I just miss? What's he now?" What's he know? Break, and <laughs> we have a talkbacker that he's, he's, he talkbacks like President Reagan. Yeah, and he fantastic. sends me the screenshot of President Reagan. He's talkback President Reagan. That Bone is seeing my retweet from a guy who goes by Ronald Reagan, saying that I should be in the, at the Ring of Honor, and I'm getting texts from Mike Bone. <laughs> like, where are we at? Can, I love can, all of that. <laughs> can football season just please get here? <laughs> this, 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 yeah, we're done with the silliness. Done. Uh, Daryl says uh, Kelly went to LSU and turned into Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> Family. Ah, uh, say ah, uh, say ah. Uh, what was what was worse, the the accent or the video of him dancing behind the the, the grinding on eight uh, high school yeah. boys was definitely yeah, it was more just weird. <laughs> it was weird. He's just yeah. standing behind him like. Feeling himself, yeah. he was feeling himself more than anyone was feeling him. It's a really bizarre, tough one. I don't know what he was feeling. That's your coach, Tony. <laughs> yeah, he's my guy. He's my guy. <laughs> Not mine. I got Coach Vic. Coach Vic, you got, any you got the better end of that deal, Royer. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's yeah. why twenty one's better than 09. Coach Vic. Yeah, you mean a good. coach that that didn't leave? <laughs> yeah, the coach. Right, what's yeah. that all about? An OG. So yeah. like, here's the cra- here's the crazy thing to think about, Tony. I'll leave you on this. When we get done with this year, Fickle will have been here for longer than D'Antonio and Kelly combined. Yes, and I was six. there with all of them combined. Yeah, because you were here for 14 years. <laughs> thanks, Tony. Appreciate hey, you. Hey, thanks, man. guys. Have a good one. All right, that's Tony Pike. He doesn't need an introduction or an outro or whatever. He's the legend. But we've got another legend. Like Dave, oh, yeah. Dave took tonight off. Dave is on driving to like Canada. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, he, he's going. He's he's going to play golf. Like he's like this is the last weekend without football. I got to get golf in. So he's got friends that live up in like the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Um, so he's yeah. in his car driving through the rain in Michigan right now, listening to us uh, instead of being here. And I was like, if Dave's not going to be here, we got to go big. Uh, and then I thought it was going to be Tony for the whole show, but he hit me today with like, uh, I'm good for like 30, 40 minutes. And I was like, all right, Big well, time, huh? we got Tony's very busy. He's a, he's a quarterback whisperer. He's, he's got a, two under four. Yeah. He's got two kids under four. 
He's a, he's a radio legend now in Cincinnati as well. So we had to, we had to come strong and who better than Mr. Bearcat, Ryan Royer. So uh, how excited are you for Monday nights, brother? Very, very excited. I love chopping it and we get to, we get to do a little bit of uh, not always your traditional, you know, let's talk X's and O's who play. We don't do anything traditional here. No, (laughs) we get to have some fun. So I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it's all coming off. 13 wins, you know, we're not going to be breaking down any losses, you know? I mean, I I tweeted out last week that I can't wait to spend every Monday with this crazy person that I also admire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for that. It was a nice tweet. For sure. I had to like Uh, that one. But that was in relation to your entrance to Camp Higher Ground as you're being announced to get in this ring that Brady was talking to us about on Monday that he purchased. So, Break down what that whole experience was like. I don't know what you're allowed to talk about or what you're not allowed to talk about. Brady was very, uh, <laughs> he was very vague about what happened there that night. But in any case, I'll just give you the um, setup. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, Coach uh, Daniel Felino, I don't know if you guys have, have had him on. You should. Oh, yeah. He's Felino's hilarious. been on. We had all the Felino's boys. Felino's awesome. Yeah. We had all the very boys, good. all four of them. Yeah. So he's my guy. He like, he like, like uh, he, he uh, worked me out um, probably three years out of my five. And so like, I would do anything for him. He'd do anything for me. So I get a, he, he texts me about 10 days before the thing. He was like, I need your help. I'm like, what's up? He's like, I need you to come out to higher ground. I'm like, I'm like, why is like, we need you for a skit. I'm like, my first reaction, I told him, like, ah, I'm not, I don't really want to do that. You know, like, I was the court jester of the football team for five years. You know, you got to have someone else do it. So I kind of didn't want to, like, go out there and do all the jokes and all that stuff. I wanted, like, their, the team to have their own guy to do that. And I told him, like, all right, I'll let you know. Like, I'm not really too big on it. And he's like, okay. So then he texts me, like, five days before. He's like, we need you. Like, you have to come. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'll see if I can. I, my schedule let me make my way out there. So I get there and he's like, you're, we need you to do the announcing. And so the announcing was this like going into um, last season. So a year ago, you know, it's kind of like the fan game. It's like another one of those things. We've had a couple of beverages. So we do that. We have the little tradition where we had this big speaker and, you know, we'd all be having fun and we would get up there and like boxing announce each other. But the whole it's like these long dragged out announcements of just making fun of each other, you know, <laughs> saying saying all these terrible things about each other. So we got in this like announcing high and like going into at camp last year, like we did a skit. The linebackers did it. And I, I like did like announcements and like roasted the coaches and the players and so it was like a, it was a hit. And so he's like, we need it again. We're doing WrestleMania. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, bring, bring a suit. I'm like, oh my God. I show up in like my maroon blazer, <laughs> no shirt on underneath. And he's like, we need the Bruce buffer. Like it's go time. And he gave me like 30 minutes. We wrote some stuff down on the phone and, and then we just went to town. So, it was, so you were it was a complete a secret. Nobody knew you were there. 
until they Nobody introduced knew. you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was nervous. Cause I was like, I don't know how the guys are going to like take this. Like, you know, they have had enough of me for five years. Like, I don't know if they're going to be like super stoked to see my, my dumb ass out there with my stomach out in my blazer. So, <laughs> but I like, I was, I was nervous. Cause I, I keep telling, like, I was telling coach fickle, like I've been trapped in my cubicle at, at GE working with a bunch of recluses on uh, engineering stuff. So it's been a while since I've like been in an environment like that. <laughs> Where you be the show. You are right. Yeah. The show. the show. The show yeah. doesn't get to come out much. I was like the Hulk. You know, when he was struggling to become like, what movie was that? Was that Avengers? Which one? Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't be the Hulk. I was Endgame. feeling like the Hulk. He couldn't get angry. I was nervous. I had my Apple Watch on. My heart rate was going crazy. I was like, God, what happened to me? The Apple I'm such Watch a like, loser are you okay? now. Are you okay? Like, Do you need to call 911? <laughs> <laughs> Hearts racing. And like, and then, and then let the bodies name. hit the floor. Oh, let the bodies yeah. hit the floor. Drops. You walk in, and everybody erupts. We're like, all right, oh, these yeah. are my guys. It, yeah. Then I was like, wow. I was, I was shocked. Like it was lunacy. Like guys were going crazy, just like screaming and like. And the way it was, it was all like stacked. Everyone was stacked in on each other. So it was like oh, there's yeah. like three layers of people. Like guy, like it just swarming me and i was like this is this is pretty cool i'm glad i did this <laughs> i mean you remember what it's like to be at camp higher ground you're there and there's like just the routine of it all so to have that kind of an outlet to where they're all able to just completely lose their minds for another fellow lunatic yeah of course they're going to get into it right yeah of course so the i was glad i could like, the oh yeah they're like the hell is this yeah they're like why like what, what's the big deal like who is this guy like did he play football is he a cheerleader is that a cheerleader <laughs> who is this short little did he work in the marketing department like yeah like equipment guy oh or something like that. <laughs> oh he was alex Al, he, he was alex pierce's partner in engineering That's yeah, he yeah, yeah he, that, he must have he, he knew the team he knew the guys he's alex study yeah, he, buddy he really liked football. Coach Fickle felt bad for him. He wanted him to be <laughs> Aaron, what do you got? So uh, you've had time to kind of look around at all of the news coming out of Camp Higher Ground. How excited are you right now about this team that you were just a part of, what, uh, seven, eight months ago? Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. You know, it's always exciting when you got new guys who got to step up, you know, because when you got a team full of experience like we did last year, like there's not much competition. You know, you're kind of like you, the guys who've been there, they have all they have all these reps, you know, you're like letting guys compete for like backup roles, really. And so this camp, it's like good on good competing for who's going to be playing. And I think that just brings a whole new level of excitement, intensity. Uh, you know, you, you don't know who's going to step up. And I think that's good. I mean, it gives guys opportunities like in practice and on the field. So I think the defense will reload really well. I mean, we have great leadership, Wilson Huber, like for one, like up the middle. I think he's been able to get everyone on page, got a great D line. And, you know, obviously we lost a lot in the secondary, but you got guys like uh, Hicks, uh, Arquan, 
Taj Ward, who's played a lot of snaps, guys that are just great human beings, great leaders. So I think they're going to pick guys up. And then on offense, you got quarterback position. Everyone loves that. I'm sure you guys get all the people on Twitter chatting that up. And so yeah, that's great. They're both great. Yeah, both great options. You know, we'll see. We'll see who runs out there uh, in uh, Arkansas. But you got a whole O-line. Having the O-line backs huge. I mean, you got everyone back. That's big. O and D-line is so important. And I think that's going to be anchors for both sides of the ball. So I'm excited. You know, they got a great coaching staff. I can't wait for September 3rd. Wish I could go down to the game. I couldn't make it, but – I'm going to be you know, screaming at my TV. You know, Royer, every road game, holy grail, official Bearcat Journal watch parties. Oh, really? I can, I can hook you up with a tab. If you want to come oh. down and watch the game with the people. Okay. All right. I will be – the problem is I'll be in um, Norris Lake, Tennessee, going on a little weekend Labor Day. But every, every road game we do this. Yeah. So okay, every yeah. time the Bearcats yeah. are on the road, we're at the Holy Grail. You are more than welcome as a part of the family now. All right. Get to come and, and okay. sit at the Brendel table and, and get on the BCJ tab. Which I don't I drink because I have to come home and write and podcast and do all this crap. <laughs> I've been looking for somebody to put a hurting on the, that BCJ tab. Make them feel it a little I do bit. enjoy. I do enjoy my beverages a little bit. Just one or two. Responsibly, yeah. Responsibly. <laughs> I applied oh, yeah. for my Arkansas credentials today, so I'll be I'll be down there. All right, that'll be fun. I mean, I hear that place is nuts. I mean, SEC going down there, of like course. you know, mm-hmm. you can't. I mean, I would love to be able to go there, and because Indiana was our was like our Indiana Notre Dame were our big yeah, row yeah, games. Yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if Arkansas is crazier than um, South. I think it's going to be so. pandemonium. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and they think they're going to be pretty good. Yeah, right? they're going to they, try to they, Alabama us. They got yeah. big. They got big physical guys. They got the big quarterback. They're going to do RPO. They're going to try to run it at our defense. But you know, I got our guys. I think they're going to step up and they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. I'm excited to watch. Well, before we start breaking down, uh, one of the questions I asked Tony that you didn't get a chance to answer uh, was about the slogans. So. What what do you put in the slogans that Fick was dropping uh, every year, at, or Brady, whoever's in? I, I don't know. Do <clears throat> is the mastermind behind the slogans, but um, I don't know. What, what were your feelings when they were dropping that stuff? Because we've been catching some stuff on the board. Some people really, really like it. Some people think it's corny and cliche. So just kind of curious, as somebody who's walked in those shoes, what that meant to you? Um, it's just kind of like a good like a good like guidance, you know, it's right there. It's like, this is what we're, this is like the goal. This is the standard um, of the, of the off season or now in camp. And so like our culture is our culture, like reading words and, you know, writing stuff on a wipe up on a, on a thing. Like that doesn't want make Bearcats football what it is. It's like that, like everyday grind every day, like from the coaches, from the players, strength staff, weights practice everything that's what makes bearcat football what it is it's not some words but i do think words like coach fickle uses them to kind of like you know the ship's always going forward like it's always going forward with the culture but you know like there's like little stops and ways you can guide around and and different alleys they want to focus on and, and like a specific thing so 
you know, we're, we always have our Bearcat culture. And so I think it's kind of like different, like alleys you could look down on like, what do we need to, what do we need to get better at? So I like it. I thought it was good. Take us through what it's like in a locker room replacing strong leadership. Like you guys have gone through that a couple times like when Defoe left and uh, when when Cope and Cortez went to the NFL, you you went through it a couple different times. Nothing like what this team is experiencing with 35 seniors or whatever it was and nine draft picks. But how hard is that replacing culture and replacing leadership? And does higher ground, is that one of the things that makes higher ground as effective as it is? Because that allows that that kind of those voices to rise to the top. Yeah. Uh, so the, like the culture is like, it drives and it like, like it creates who we are. So you, the leaders are the people who live by it, who, you know, some of them may not be as vocal, but they're guys who live and die by the program and do anything for the program. So you see guys who've been there, got respect from their teammates, their coaches, because they do things the right way on off the field. And, you know, by the, they've been there for a little bit. They, you know, they start, you know, giving some advice, start like, so you got guys like Will Huber who like, like Joel was been in front of him for a couple of years, but guys, guys have been listening to Will Huber for three years. You got guys like Arquan who, you know, like he could have been like overshadowed, you could say by Kobe sure. or Ahmad and, he's been there. He's, he's been like leading guys for two years, but now this is like his big opportunity. So these leaders, they're like, just because, you know, they're not like the captains or they're not guys that are, who are dudes who played all the snaps or have made all the plays and had all the attention. Like there's leader, there's always leaders in the shadows, you know, leading, helping the young guys doing things, gaining respect and just living by the code the right way. And so now you see those leaders have been there this whole time. They've been growing, they've been developing, and like they're ready to step up this year. And I know for a fact they have. And that's kind of like higher ground. It's like it puts it under a microscope. It's great for team chemistry. It's great for building the brotherhood. Um, it gives it gives those it gives those leaders like a bigger stage, a more intense stage to lead on, and it kind of like shines a light on the on the program and like find like you know it could be shine a light on you and it shows that you're a good leader or it could be a shining a light on you. Oh, I need to step up. I need to, you know, if I want to make it here, I got to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. No more messing around. (laughs) Right. This ain't a game anymore. (laughs) Are you surprised to see those same people who seem to be stepping up as leaders are the same people that are being highlighted in the let it fly videos? The let it fly videos? (laughs) I mean, yeah, you want, you, you want, you want your guys that, to represent you. You want people who represent your program on the field and like behind closed doors, like the best. I mean, you're going to want to put them and like display them. Like that's how you want your program represented for guys who have like, they've been born in the fire. They've done everything they needed to do. They've done it right. They bring guys along with them. Like, yeah, this is who we want the world to see. So I'm good with that. Uh, To answer your question uh, here, black, Black Wiggle, five four five, I guess. Um, didn't Arkansas lead the, the SEC? Which community's in growing, Aaron? It is. It is. Uh, <laughs> didn't Arkansas lead the SEC in rushing last season? Yes, they did. Uh, Two hundred twenty-seven. The 
Uh, next highest team was at 217.6 uh, in Mississippi and then 217.3 in Tennessee. So they're going to they're going to try to Ryan talked about it early. Like they're going to try to be Bama, right? Like we're going to run it right at yeah. you. inside zone. Here we come. You got to stop us. Now their their offensive coordinator is kind of a UCF system guy. So they do do – they'll go deep on you a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, they're going to take their shots. They will, especially with our guys. They're going to try to be like, oh, these – you know, they, they see guys who haven't who haven't started a game or, you know, they haven't played a lot of snaps. Like, coaches look at that. Like, we would do that all the time. On defense, we would try to expose people. They're going to try to do that. Um, but, you know, they're going to do play action, especially hammer that run. But I think our defense is going to hold strong, and I think our secondary will too. It's a system, fortunately, that that UC has experience against. So that should help. Yeah. That should definitely help. Yeah. Um, somebody I wanted to ask you about, he's a, an engineering major. He was a walk-on. Oh, yeah? He looks like he's going to be a starter on this offensive line. What can you tell us about Joe Huber? Yeah. He seems Joe Huber, yeah. Like he's got fantastically weird, weird you bit. said. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's, he's a little like... messed up. He's got a screw. <laughs> I mean, you gotta be. Like if if you're if you're a walk on a scholarship, now starter, I didn't manage to break that wall. I mean, I think it was all politics, you know. Coach Fick didn't yeah, want for me sure. out there. So I, yeah. probably Coach but... Freeman held you back too. If Coach yeah, Freeman they conspired they knew they knew they didn't want me playing. He knew he was going to Notre Dame. He didn't want me taking over and stopping and beating his Irish. It was all a conspiracy, Chad. I'm telling you. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. I gotta get off the gotta get off the tangent here. Huber, uh, yeah, he's I mean, that's your definition of like a play hard guy, a guy who's like started from the bottom and now he's like getting everything he deserves. I mean, he's a, I mean, he's got the goofy hair he likes to wear. Um I've seen him out a couple guy, right? times. Yeah, he likes he likes that kind of music. He wears like the the uh, rock band t shirts. Like he's got some interesting style sometimes. But I think he's got a new big chain. He's like I don't know. He's got something going on. He's getting a little <laughs> swag to him. Getting a little swag. I All like right. It. Um, but yeah, he's I'm excited for him. I mean, he always had the frame. They were like, man, Huber's got Huber's got like a D one frame. Like if we can like. You know, like we'll see what happens, but he's always like, Oh, he's a walk on, but we'll see if he can develop. And by God, did he develop? And he works hard, he practices hard, he trains in the weight room super hard. So I'm excited for him. You know, I think he deserves it. Obviously, he wouldn't be there if he didn't. And so I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I, you know, I had my fair share of battles against him, edge rushing and with the threes, but now he, he graduated from that. He's on a bigger and better thing. So I'm happy for him. I think he's going to do great. Does that help overall team morale or like just the sense of like, look, there's a dude that did it. There's a dude that came in at the absolute bottom and worked his ass off and put in the time and put in the effort. The door opened uh, when Mets had to get his ankle worked on in the off season and he kicked the damn door in and said, "Look, I'm yeah, I'm getting my first team reps, and I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not leaving." <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, little Belfort. Yeah, I yeah. mean it's great because it's real. Like it shows, like oh, like 
you know, sometimes like guys will get frustrated, like, oh, the coaches are, they preach all this and I do everything they say, but it, I don't get to start, you know, like that's like an example of how, how like, how great of a culture we have where a guy, he can really go earn it. Like it's not all talk. It's not all, oh, if you work hard, you'll play. No, I mean, it really is. You could be at the bottom of the bottom and you work your way up because you do things right. You take advantage of your opportunities just like uh, just like Huber did. So it's great. It's great for the program. I think it. I love it. Got all the confidence in them. You mentioned how excited you are I'm to watch. Huber's here too, by the way. The Huber family are regulars of these shows. So oh, really? you know her and say hi. Awesome. She's, yes. She's in the chat. I Same don't know her. Okay. I'm sorry. I wish I would have met you, but your son's awesome. Did, did you help him out with the engineering stuff when he came in? Do you guys, is there like a, uh, that's something that's was, become more yeah. and more. Yeah. He, so they, like, they changed a lot of the coursework for the like first two years. Then when I was in there, they made it harder. So sorry for him. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't like, he was kind of doing a lot of different stuff than, than what Alec and I were doing. So. We didn't have to help him. We didn't we didn't help him a lot, but he always seemed to have it under control. He never really came up to us for much. So credits to him. He's doing it good in the classroom too. So uh, Joe, Danko Joe, he's the sponsor of the Monday night show. Ryan's gonna be on on Monday nights. It's going to be part of the Bearcat Bounce podcast presented by Danko Transmission. Um, so, so you're getting the Ryan Royer boost for your sponsorship on Monday nights. And he said, we should just call it the show. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> the Bearcat bounce featuring the show. Yes. <laughs> Brian Mason we, will love that. Maybe we got to change the, we're going to have to get with Taylor and yeah. see if we can change, uh, we're going to have to get one of these on the logo. Uh, through football yes. season. That'd be awesome. Uh, so you mentioned being excited about watching them this year and, and being excited about September 3rd at Arkansas. But who else are you excited to watch this year that maybe you haven't been able to practice with and like to see how they've evolved or or how where they're at now compared to when you were there? Like player-wise, is that what you're saying? Yeah, for sure. Um. I'm really excited about Will Huber. I'm excited about um, Briggs. I mean, I would see pictures of him with his shirt off, and I was scared. <laughs> it's a large scared, human. But, yeah, kind of similar to you, Chad. You guys look pretty similar, I'd say. Yeah, that's that's very similar to my physique. <laughs> I heard the guy we, we, I heard we the weigh guy about, confused. We weigh about the same. <laughs> yeah, it's same composition. Right. I think the only difference is Briggs wears a lot more baby oil. His, yeah. his traps are bigger. <laughs> He's bigger up there. Put yeah. yeah. And I've yeah. got him, I've got him down like around here. <laughs> so, but other than that, identical. Couldn't be more, couldn't be yes. more similar. Yes. He sings better. Yeah, I, I'm excited about. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Like that that needs to get more attention. Like we would always like sing at them in the locker room just to mess with them. But we'd always go, take me to higher ground. Because <laughs> that's what he sang last year. We we like I'm not kidding. We would you would hear that like in the locker room, like all the way through January. Like that was like 
that that never died. He never he never he never got rid now of it one. makes sense. Now it makes sense. So this year he yeah. did a um he did an interview with Dan Horde. And Dan Horde had him sing, and he sang Prince Purple Rain. Because none of you jokers in the locker room would be able to sing that. <laughs> yeah, no way. No so he, he played it smart this time. He was like, look, I'm going to sing something that <laughs> these chumps don't have the range. Like, they, they, yeah. they can't mess with me on this. Yeah, I'm not singing no commercial jangle or whatever you call this. Song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's great, though, man. He's great. Uh, I'm excited That's for him. Look, he, he has taken Jake a couple times and just walked him to the quarterback. And that's and not that's Jake nothing an against animal. Jake. Jake is yeah. an animal. He's gonna be walking a lot of guys at the quarterback. So Jake should keep. Well, his Jake head even up on said, that. Jake was like, sometimes he will just get his hands on you, and you're stuck. Like you're yeah. on skates. You're going backwards no matter what. You. He said at one point in time he felt like he was like a cartoon, like unable to like. <laughs> Like he's in like fast motion, like ah, stop it! Yeah, and that's just how so strong they felt Briggs like is. what I felt like. Yeah, they got a taste of what I felt like when they would get a hold of me sometimes. So, because <laughs> Ren- Renfro is strong, like he is, like yeah, just, to give strong you an, like, like he, he is one of like most aggressive, like strong guys at the point of attack on our own line for sure, and then like probably in the country. He is like ferocious. So like for Briggs to do that, like it just shows just how unreal and like unbelievably gifted he is with strength. So I, yeah, I I'm excited. I'm excited for Briggs. Oh, sorry. Do you still want? No, am I still go going down this? No, you're going. All right. Go I didn't know if I was if I was taking this too long. Yeah, no. I'm. I'm excited. I'm excited for Arquan. You know, I think he's gonna have a big year. I think I think just plays and the ball finds leaders. They find ways to make plays, and for him, as many reps as he's had and like all the things he's done right, I think it's really going to pay off. Um, I'm just excited for the O line. I'm, I'm I really am. You know, sometimes they would get they would get ragged on the past couple years, like oh, Des is getting hit too much or this that and the other. And you know, I'm excited for them to kind of like you know, cement themselves this year and, and really show. Cause they, I mean, they, they grind, man. They work so freaking hard and I'm so excited for them to, you know, get us back um, with a really big Russian attack this year. So, and then the quarterback, you know, gotta be excited about that. That'll be, who's, I mean, who's you gotta you got? see who it is. Which one are you going with? Or, or you're not going to pick, you're going to play it. You're Switzerland. Play it safe. Uh, Who's my guy? Who do I think is gonna win the job? Yeah, who? who you I got? think I think I think I think Ben Bryant. I mean, I think that's like Ben's Ben's one of my really good friends too. So you know, I got in his corner. Like, yeah, you're yeah. Bi- let, let's let, you're biased. <laughs> yeah, no, but you the program's came in great. In hands, similar man. times, right? Did you guys come in together? Or yeah, he came apart? in the year after me. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I he, year after. Did me. he ever go into a fan? Yes, he's been into a fan. <laughs> so, hey, so if he if he makes a mistake this year, if he if he forgets the play, in the fan, it wasn't me. It was the fan. It was the fan. <laughs> <laughs> it 
That's surprising a little bit. It's all about having fun. <laughs> I thought Ben would be one of those guys like, I'll watch. I'll watch you idiots put your head in the fan. But the I'm going to hang the out. Fan does not, the fan does not go well with bystanders. It's like a magnet. It's a black hole. It sucks everything in. Nothing escapes like a, the fan. It's we, like a bug zapper. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all mosquitoes, man. It's life. Uh, we're all mosquitoes in the bug zapper of life. <laughs> uh, shout out to Tonk. Thank you for the, uh, the the donation here. He he wants to shout out to Royer in his Bearcat Journal debut. It's actually not the second. Debut. It's not his debut. It's the second time he's been here. So yeah, keep up, Tonk. Keep up. But thank you. Thanks, time. Tonk. Tonk. <laughs> Tonk was looking um, pretty, pretty fly in that profile pic. Yeah, the tux on. Easy, you see along. Good dude. He lives down go. in. Uh, he goes lives down in Dallas, so he hits up like the SMU game every other year. And the Big Twelve yeah. thing is going to be perfect for him. We playing yeah. in his backyard all the time. Um, yeah. Miles Montgomery. What can you tell me about Miles Montgomery? Because he's had an excellent camp. There were times last yeah. year when he flashed, and it's like, oh, this this kid looks like mm-hmm. he's got some stuff to him. Um, yeah. he's got a chance to be really prominent in this rushing attack. What can you what can you let us know about Miles? So Miles, um, he's a dog. Like every part of it just works his ass off. Practice, weights, everything. He's just go so hard. He would go so hard on scouting. Like he would try to kill Joel. He tried to kill Beavers. He tried to kill anyone and he'd get got a lot, but he'd get right back up. And then you just every play nonstop reminded me a lot of Ethan, Wright. They both played very similar, just relentless effort. So I always loved that. Like I always respected that so much about him. Like when he first came in, he was like the he was like you know a little victim. The linebackers, me especially, we would right. just like pass rush drills. Like he's the freshman. I'm like, all right, I'm not working a move. I'm, I'm going helmet the chin on this kid. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing about him. Like I, when he first came in, like I remember I would just tee off on him. But then by like halfway through the season, like I tried to do it another time, and he was just like eating it right up and just like coming at me. I'm like, Oh, you don't. Cause normally you see that. You don't see that from a lot of freshmen, like mid season. Like that's normally like spring ball of their first yeah. off season. Like, Oh, Oh shit. Like these guys, oh, now he's they, starting to grow they were up, up to bit. something. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, he, he grew up fast. And I mean that, I think that just, obviously he's exponential. He's grown even more. So I'm not surprised, not surprised at all that, cause I know like effort, like it always finds its way onto the field and he has a lot of it. So I'm excited for him. Um, any opportunity he's on the field, you, I know he, he's going to be 110 just going. So it's good for Bearcat nation. You mentioned Ethan, Wright. Mm-hmm. Fick finally made it. Fick finally got his wish. Yeah. After three <laughs> years, Ethan Wright's now on defense. And I talked to him the other day after practice and he was like, it feels good. He, yeah. like, he, he was like, you know what? Like, I I wanted to play offense, but now that me, they got me back over here running around and hitting people like I did in high school, it feels good. Like, Vic knows best. Yeah. 
he knew from the day that kid got here, he was going to be a safety. And after like four days, it was like, oh, yeah, he's going to be an awesome safety that's going to play in the NFL. Yeah. This is why. He wrote, he ran the ball with a defensive mentality. And, you right. know, that's like, that's that you can't, you like need guys like that on offense. But I mean, you know, that's going to translate really well, like right over to defense. I think he's going to do great. Fix really excited about him. I was, we were talking about him a little bit after WrestleMania madness. Um, <laughs> but I mean, just give him some time to learn the playbook and get him comfortable. Um, to just the adjustment on the other side of the ball. He's really smart. So I give him, I don't, I honestly, I don't know how long it'll take him. I wouldn't be surprised if it's quick. And I know that, you know, we're going to be like, we want a lot of guys playing on defense. So don't be shocked. We see Ethan Wright in there, like midway through the season, getting some reps. I wouldn't be surprised. Real quick. Thank you to Richard Smiley for becoming a new member on the YouTube channel. We do appreciate that, sir. If you want to do that, there's a little join button right under the screen. If you're on desktop, <laughs> you can join. And we're going to start doing some live member chats for uh, just for our, our members that have uh, joined the YouTube channel. So uh, make sure you do that. And uh, and then you can get in on the exclusives. And also thanks to Tonk, who corrected himself with another donation. And uh, shout out to Royer's second he's, debut. He's money bag Tonk, let's go. Oh, he's, he's big time. He's actually talked about... Yeah sponsoring the show just as like something funny like paying something every month for like a, yeah hey, like he doesn't have Tom, a, like a business to promote he just tell like, Tom just, I would love some student loans come on help me <laughs> out help me brother out oh <laughs> uh, you got anything else Aaron um just this this freshman class I mean we Chad and I've been to camp and we've seen like these guys next to the other guys you got a chance to see the freshman class standing next to you know the guys that you left behind as you graduated and these dudes stack up so how like what were your first impressions when you saw some of the, some of the freshman class I just shows like you know when you're starting to your recruiting class is like going up in the ranks, you're getting more three, four star guys. Those are guys that are coming in. They don't need a lot of like physical development. They have the frame. They have a lot of, they have a lot of what they need on the frame. They're, they look the part. Now it's like, just get them out on the Cause you can teach like this coaching staff, they could teach ball really well. And you're seeing these guys that, they got the physical attributes that like some of the guys that came in with me were a year after me didn't necessarily have, but coach Fick and the staff were able to like turn us into some real ass ball players. And now you're getting guys that can run, that can have arm extension, that could do things that maybe we couldn't do no matter how much the coaches would try to coach us up. So it's, it's exciting, you know, like, Coach Fick and those guys, they're going to get them ready. They're going to turn them into NFL talent. Like, they have NFL builds. So, you know, they just got to be ready to translate that onto the field. And I think anyone we bring in to our program is going to – we expect them to do that. We have no – we have no. We hope that there's no drop-off or any of that. So, I'm excited. And anyone, anyone we bring in, you know, has to be a dog. They got to figure it out. So, they got the frame. Hopefully they can live up to the hype. You saw it last year too with like Rob Jackson comes in and you're like, what lab was he built in? Yeah. And yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, Jack Dingle comes in 
Some people would say he looks like an Adonis. Some might, Chad. <laughs> he looks so like you, me, been... but taller. Yeah, dead on. <laughs> Twin, twins almost. Twins one. It's like say. you you and Briggs, me and Dingle. Young Dingle. Me and me and old Dingle kind of look alike, not even joking. Spicoli? <laughs> yeah, Spicoli. Are you familiar with Times at Ridgemont High? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sean Penn, come on now. Yeah, let's <laughs> make it sure. Let's make it sure. How often do you find yourself sitting at your desk in your working environment just daydreaming about football right now, though? <laughs> uh, a, a good amount sometimes, you know. I've, I've been busy at work doing some, doing some awesome engineering work, but, uh, like, I remember I was, at, I was on my lunch break, and – the uh, barstool since he like posted like a pump it up or like semester recap. And I was like watching it and I have like these noise canceling headphones. So like, I can't hear anything. So I'm like immersed in this video. And then like the video ends and I just like look up and like, I'm just surrounded by like all these just engineering guys, just like, yeah, things are a bit different now. I don't know. I'm about to hit one of you son of a bitches. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, who wants to go right now? Let's difference right now. Ryan Royer, office linebacker. Yeah. Instead of Terry Tate. You're the new, you're the new uh Terry Tate. Yeah. But yeah, I mean I miss it. I miss it a lot. Go we on. have a special guest joining us, Chad. Uh, apparently from the road. We have realignment expert Dan Simon joining the chat. Hi, Dan, Dan, how are you? Can you hear me, gentlemen? We can. Wonderful. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Dan. How you doing? Oh, wonderful. Glad you could uh, join the show this evening. I'm just curious, Dan, uh, what's what's on the docket at the Realignment Summit that you're attending in northern Michigan this weekend? Well, you know, I can't get into details too specific, but obviously a lot of realigning is going to be going on. <laughs> and everyone knows the Love true that. realigning happens on the golf course. So, you know, a lot of deals are going to be made. I think, uh, you know, there's going to be some TV execs here, uh, some, some other members from various conferences. We're going we're gonna to do some things this week, I can tell you that. Is your phone ever going to post anything that you didn't actually, like, mean for it to post? And you then know, you have I, to leave and catch a flight. I can't confirm or deny that. We're just, you know, we're just going to kind of have to see – uh, where the winds take us. Uh, are you are, when when you play golf? Are you playing golf on a like on a, a, a body of water? Like where where is where are these golf uh, outings going to take place? Uh, so let's see here. the uh, The golf outings are going to take place in uh, the Boyne Mountain area of Northern Michigan. I can't I can't give away our locale too specifically Uh, (laughs) right there's important business being conducted right i mean this can't we can't be inundated by the media and and other lesser conferences trying to infiltrate the the realigning that's going to be happening all of the realigning uh, the boyne mountain area and then uh further actually then i'm going to be traveling further south for an an exclusive uh day of golf 
uh, where the, the real heavy hitters, they have a helicopter pad at this golf course. So I think that's when the big dogs are going to come in and uh, we're really going to get down to brass tacks. So like M. Hiver, the dude of West Virginia. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, All right. the, the, the Mount Rushmore's of conference realigning will, uh, will probably join us join us that day because they can it's kind of in a uh, secluded area you can helicopter in you know get your get all your tweets in your drafts and then helicopter out and then start spreading all of the 100 percent sourced information unbelievable i love it is uh <laughs> is is the the host of this show dave simone with you uh he, he may or may not be I don't. I don't want to blow up his spot. All right. Well, if you uh, if you talk to him, tell him we're gonna we're gonna talk to Royer for a couple more minutes, and then if he wants to call in uh, as we get ready to close out the show, that would be uh, that would be great. Okay. I'll, I'll see if he if he's available. I think he might have just uh, stepped into a meeting with uh, George Klyovkov and uh, the, the commissioner of the Sun Belt. <laughs> unbelievable all right well, well thanks for calling in dan we appreciate it there you go ryan we'll, we'll explain everything seems later. like a nice guy we'll, we'll, we'll explain everything later <laughs> we uh we like to have fun on these podcasts which is why i think we hey, i'm all for it so well. The members are in on the inside joke. Let, let's just say um, I've never seen Dan Simon and the co-host of this show, Dave Simone, in the same place at the same time. Okay. I'm not saying, just saying, I've never, I've never seen them in the same place at the same time. So it's like Prestige. <laughs> You've seen the movie Prestige? Something like that. I like how he says the commissioner of the Sunbelt Conference because no one knows who the hell that is. You're right, Tom. Who's the real fast? Who's the commissioner of the Sunbelt? You type it in Google. Google's like uh, searching, searching, searching. <laughs> Maybe they are. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Dan Simon's the commissioner of the Sunbelt Conference. Oh man! All right, uh, Royer. Keith, we, we, Keith Gill. Keith Gill is he re any relation to like Johnny Gill from uh, New Edition? I probably not. I are, don't is, know. Are, did I get you on the New Edition, Royer? Are you a New Edition guy? Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, <laughs> I Mike. Guess I I don't know that one. <laughs> he might be. He might be. Just saying. Uh, New Edition was uh, the original band uh, that 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 featured Bobby Brown. That's how Bobby Brown became famous was New Edition. You don't know who Bobby Brown is either, do you? He was married to Whitney Houston. Do you know Whitney Houston? I know Houston? her. Okay. Yes. She died. She did. Rest in peace. Remember, Whitney. she died. She's saying that she's... <laughs> R.I.P. Whitney. <laughs> What's her one famous song? Uh, uh, I Will Always Love You. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> her one famous <laughs> song. Gotta get Briggs to sing that. Yeah. That's oh, Briggs would it. be amazing <laughs> singing that. 
Maybe, maybe I'm yeah, just gonna would. do that at one point in time. Like, I'm gonna need you to sing Whitney Houston. I will always by special request from by special request <laughs> Mr. Bear Show. Yeah, <laughs> and then we'll play he it on a Monday night. Me. We'll play it on a Monday <laughs> yeah, night during please. the podcast. Surprise me! Oh my gosh, I'm so like, dude, I can't express how excited I am for Monday nights. Like, this is going to be my yeah. favorite like two hours of the week. Uh, I was down telling my friends like. <laughs> I was telling my roommates and my buddies, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be on a Bearcat talk show. What? <laughs> like, really? I was like, yeah. Yeah, Pretty every cool. Monday night. <laughs> yeah. I know, you, I know you're dying to join. Appointment viewing. Get them yes. in the chat. Get them in the chat. I will. All right, man. Well, are you, are you going to be able to stop down Friday night? Friday night at, uh, at Holy Grail? At the Grail, yeah. 630? About six thirty, yeah, roughly, and then just hanging out for a couple hours and gonna, you know, I should be able to, yeah. Rub. I'm gonna get uh get done with work. Gotta hit the gym, you know. Gotta keep this body looking as good as it is, and then maybe put some beers right down in it to negate all that progress. <laughs> <laughs> we will also be joined by another former walk-on engineer that just played a massive role in uh, in. Redoing the locker room. What oh, were really? your thoughts? What were your thoughts on the new locker room, by the way? Sick. I mean, it looks great. That's some bullshit. I mean, that were your that was your thoughts. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I lie. love the old locker room. I know. I know. Dude, you don't understand. I love the old locker room because we could literally destroy it and do whatever we wanted to it with no, no repercussions. We literally would throw water and there would be sparks flying down onto us as coach fickle gave speeches after games so <laughs> he'd always be like he'd be like we're getting a new one and we're like yeah you said that two years ago <laughs> we're still waiting Woo! <laughs> i mean now the new thing is the the indoor facility. So we'll see. I'll probably be out of uh, 2050. I don't know. Coach Fick might be using a walker by the time they get that one done, but we'll see. <laughs> At least you have a, a pretty big vote of confidence in them getting it done. <laughs> no, I think they will. I think Coach Fick put his foot down. He did something. He's, he had to do something because he stayed. Mr. Cunningham. Yeah, he is, stayed. He stayed. Yeah. He's bringing out those bank trucks. Said whatever you want, Daddy Fick. <laughs> he went. You guys went to the playoff. That's what happened. Like, yeah. Look, it, it's Coach, all fun yeah, and games two until billion your team dollars. makes the, the, the final four. Like, okay. Yeah. Let's go. Fick said two billion dollars revenue came just from that, and he said enrollment off the charge, more it's, money yeah, in their pockets. 40, Forty-nine thousand, right. I think. Forty-eight, forty-nine, highest they'd ever. Yeah, biggest, yeah, biggest yeah, class. Biggest ever. Most enrollment, most freshman class. I mean, Cincy is popping off now. I'm excited. I mean, if, you, if you're going to Cincy right now, you're thinking about going, it's the best time to go. I mean, it's great. Campus is going to be jumping. I can't wait for that Indiana game. I got that thing circled. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink a couple Bud Lights, get a little buzzy going, and just love gonna- every second of that. Are you when we do the podcast? Are you going to do the eye black? Like, are you going to get in full? Like- 
frogman mode yeah like <laughs> like are we gonna get full royer experience oh, After man, big, how about, know, how about gonna... big wins like big like big if there's a big win like arkansas every every win is big chad every win is big come on haven't you heard coach fickle winning is hard i know i mean shit the eye black companies of the midwest are probably gonna have to go out of business man all that eye black i used to use and it was free man now i gotta pay out of my own pockets i'm gonna have ge so all right. <laughs> I'll do it for one show. I'll do it for one show. And I'm not, and I'm not going to tell you which one it is. You're just going right. to see me pop in here. Fair enough. On. I love it. All right, man. Well, we will see you in a couple weeks on Monday nights. Uh, Ryan Royer, if you if you haven't figured it out by now, is going to be with us on the BBP. Me, Aaron, Brent, Royer, every Monday night, breaking down uh, the Bearcats game from the previous Saturday. I, I can't wait. I, I'm so excited for it's gonna be so much fun. Our faces are going to hurt from laughing. <laughs> Brian, Brian yes. said, How about WWE face paint? Like we 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 get you a whole <laughs> the ultimate warriors setup. Laronitis. <laughs> oh <my laughs> yeah, yeah. Laronitis would be, be perfect. You but then you'd have to get the spikes on the shoulder. Yeah. Like we'd have to go full costume if you were gonna do <laughs> Uh, this is getting out of control. Right. Let's get it back to just the, the eye paint, the eye black. Appreciate you, Royer. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me on. Looking forward to Mondays. I'll bring my A game for you guys. All right. And we'll see you Friday night at the Grail, the BCJ happy hour. Um, I should be there. As long as you can get your workout in. As long as you can get your – as you get ready. We'll see you there. You know what it is, man. All right. All right. Love it. Thanks. Thanks, Ryan. See you, brother. All right. No problem. See you. There you go. How about that? An hour and a half of Tony Pike and Ryan Royer. Uh, where, else, lot, where else you getting that? A lot of distinguished guests, if you will. We are literally school children with as excited as we are. Oh, where'd he go? I don't know. We, 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 we took too long. I know. I'm so, Dave. Dave, come back. I was going to say he was having a little bit of FOMO, and we. Were, I was. That was how I was going to bring him in. Yeah, I, we were just saying goodbye to Ryan so we could we could get back to Dave. But look, I I I don't know that I've ever been more excited for a project in my history of doing this than I am for Ryan Royer joining us every Monday night to talk football. It should be nothing short of interesting. He's going to have like, he's going to have very informed, very detailed takes. And he's also going to be Ryan Royer. And there's nothing better than that. (laughs) He's a crazy person. It's awesome. It's so great. I mean, can you imagine being one of those other guys who has lived your whole life to be an engineer and you see this dude over there jamming out to pump it up on his headphones who's also looking around like how did i get here and he's like you can see him like it's a slow build though right like it doesn't just start right there like right Yeah. <laughs> His desk is bouncing. <laughs> the wall the walls of the cubicle are shaking a little bit. You okay, Ryan? 
and he turns around and he's just got the game day. Never been better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, should we text Dave and ask him where to go? Maybe he maybe he hit a dead zone. Or maybe Dan Simon Simon often kidnapped him. Maybe Dan Simon often skin style. I mean. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> the look on Royer's face when we were talking to Dan Simon. He was like, what is happening? He had no idea what was going on. No. Well, like how, said, would, how would he? No, you you wouldn't. And he he did what I would have done in that same exact situation. Just kind of sat there awkwardly not knowing what to do. <laughs> how many times do you think Ryan Royer has been in that situation where he doesn't right. know what to do? Not often. Speechless. What... What there's a realignment summit in northern <laughs> Michigan where they're gonna play. What are these idiots talking about? We created uh, a, a very clear alternate reality <laughs> with this podcast and this entire network of shows. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. All right, I, I don't um I don't, I don't think else. I don't think he's coming back. I don't think he is either. Uh I will say, um I know this has been uh much to the dismay of the guy that, that runs the program. Um the offense has really started to turn it on since they've gotten back to campus. And the boss has not been very excited about that because it means they're getting the better of the defense, which he holds, you know, near and dear to his heart. Um, but that whole offense is that, or the defense is ahead of the offense thing eventually starts to come a little bit more clear into focus and the offense is catching up and they've had a couple good days. Um, so I think that is, uh, that's been very important as we head into, uh, game week. Um, starting on Monday. So it's kind of the main thing. I, I it's game like they're in game prep, so I can't really talk much about specifics and practice anymore. Uh, but I, but I can say, I, I do think the, uh, the offense is picking up the pace uh, of late. Good. That was, either. that was, that was kind of getting to be, I won't say a concern, but I was raising my eyebrow at the offense. So I, I think that's a good thing if they're, catching up to where the defense was dominating. Well, yeah, what was happening generally, Aaron, was that the the defense would start like the scrimmages and dominate, and then the offense would find a rhythm a little bit later. But if you do that in a big game, guess what? You're down 17-nothing, 17-3. At the end of the first quarter. Right. So, um I think the offense is finally starting to click and find a rhythm and really, you know, get moving. So that would be my biggest takeaway from the past couple of days. Um, we've talked plenty about Isaiah Collier being number one. Um, I don't know. I don't think I have a, a ton else. Uh, how does that differ from last year? Was, was the defense always beating the offense? Not always. I mean, you had Des Ritter and and Alec Pierce. Like, 
if you if you remember, and you might not, I don't know how far back you go with us, Lambig. Um, there was a lot of conversation last year about Alec Pierce caught a touchdown. Like every time Alec Pierce made a play, it was like, oh, is is sauce is sauce slipping? Is sauce maybe not as good as we all think he is? And the answer was no. No. Alec Pierce is just really damn good too. Like yes. That was the, you know, the the marquee matchup of camp that we talked about. You know, two years ago it was Maje and James Hudson. And then last year it was Sauce and AP. This year it's Jake Renfro and Jawan Briggs. Like that's that's so much fun for me. <laughs> Richard Thank Smiley. you, Richard. He he finally joined as a chat as a channel member, Chad. Just for you, Richard, we're gonna we're gonna come up with something this weekend that's gonna be members only. So if you want to be involved in that, all you have to do is hit join underneath the uh, screen here uh, or on the YouTube homepage uh, for the channel. You can hit join. It's five bucks a month. And uh, we're going to start doing some some live member chats um, for all the people that have uh, that have been uh, subscribing monthly yes. to this channel. Dave, what's going on, buddy? Hello, hello. I'm so, if if you lose me, I'm sorry. This this uh, this alleged realignment summit is as secluded as it as we could be. How far into the middle of nowhere are you? We're we're pretty damn far. <laughs> what can you see, Canada? Uh, no, I can smell it. Um. Uh, but I just drove four miles on a road that wasn't really a road. That's how secluded we are. Does it smell like French fries, gravy, and moose shit? And maple uh, syrup. Yes, all of the above. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 up, we're up here. How is Dan Simon having... as a travel partner? Oh, he's been, he's been excellent. I mean, he's been working the phones left and right so we haven't really gotten much of you know a conversation in but you know he, he's not realignment expert dan simon for nothing i mean you don't just you don't just become a realignment expert because you want to be one you got to have some some real bona fides bona fides some might say that's right i mean we're, we're so were... out here we're so out here in the woods I think they're being kidnapped. I feel like that was an excellent point, whatever he was making. Yeah. I it sounds like aliens might be uh scooping up Dan Simon. I, I think he knows too much. It sounded like that recording of a black hole from outer space. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it sounded like. I know. David, are you okay? David blink, blink twice if you need help. Oh, I'm, I'm losing it again. Yeah, that we I'm gathered here. that. I'm here. Are you there? Okay, 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 okay. Kinda, kinda. It, it sounds like aliens are uh, corrupting your feed. 
Oh, we've lost them. Yeah. That's too bad. We tried. Guys, we, we tried. We did everything we could. Dave, uh, Dave will be back next week as we, we, we hope Arkansas. We, we hope. hope. We hope. As long as nothing bad happens. You're right, Brian. You couldn't be more right, Brian. Moose ain't got nothing. I wish on I, Dan Simon. I wish I could see what that is. I have no idea. It's a. Uh, it's some kind of Twitch emote. Yeah. Emote. <laughs> he needs to align himself closer to himself. <laughs> <laughs> a guy slamming a desk. Oh man, uh, Brian, you're you're probably right. Moose ain't got nothing on Dan Simon. I'm I'm just glad we were able to align ourselves with Dan Simon uh, when it comes to realignment information. It's a big move. It's a big move for Bearcat Journal, one of our biggest. Ever. Ever. How can you top that? All right. You want to get out of here? I mean, I, I don't. We just have Tony Pike and Ryan Roy. What are we going to say that people want to hear after Goodbye. that? Goodbye. Yeah, goodbye is the exact. Uh, uh, that was probably supposed to be this week, but we can. Uh, Christopher asks if uh, the game by game predictions with Dave um, is going to be next week. We might. I don't know. Next week is insane for me. I'm so stupid. I don't know why I do this to myself. Um. Well, I'm sure we can work in the Arkansas preview as well as the uh, annual game-by-game predictions with Dave next week. Like, that is uh, – it needs some bets to place. I'm sure that Gambler Aficionado, uh, where it's legal in the state of Indiana, yeah. Brent Young would be happy to discuss some uh, over-unders, money lines, and all of that as well on Monday. Uh, Richard. Uh, will we get other emotes for the icons? Yes. Uh, as soon as I get a chance to like actually have a day where I sit down and can work on some of this like like behind the scenes stuff, I will. I promise I will get on it. I have not had time to think. We should also have a Discord in the next week or so. Are you going to start that or am I? We'll talk. Okay. Uh, yeah. We, we talked about starting a Discord. Um, for what a month now? It's going to be started in the next week. Yeah, I, I just mean like obviously, there's been a lot going on, so it is in the works. It is in the in the pipeline. Um, so yes, yeah. Uh, if you did seven days or else, according to Lamb Big Chad, seven days or else. Uh, send it to Aaron. Oh, great. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't think I have access to the Bearcat Journal chat. We'll, again, we'll talk. We'll talk. I know. All right. <clears throat> I have no idea. That's um, that's that's above my pay grade. That's Mr. Simon. I, I can't answer that. Okay. Get us out. All right. Yeah, let's go. Uh, we're done. We're done with stuff. We're just rambling now, and I hate when we ramble. That's gonna wrap it up. Thanks to Tony Pike. Thanks to the show, and now member of this network, Ryan Royer. 
Thanks to realignment expert Dan Simon. Thanks to, I hope he's okay, the normal co-host of this show, Dave Simone. Big thanks to Aaron Smith for filling in. Great job. Uh, thanks to the Holy Grail for sponsoring this show. Thanks to the members. Uh, Friday, 6.30. You guys should come down and join us at the Holy Grail for the first ever official BCJ preseason happy hour and uh, get a table, get some drinks, get some food and uh, chat with uh, whoever I can get to show up. I'll be there. Uh, the show's good. You, you will. You're going to make I'll, it for a little bit. I'll be there early. All right. Aaron's going to be there. The show's going to be there. Tobes is going to be there. You never know who might show up. So thanks to everybody for tuning in. Thanks to uh, all of our faithful listeners. You guys are awesome. We will see you next time. Game week. Holy crap. It's time to go. This is the BCJ podcast presented by the Holy Grail right here on BearcatJournal.com. And since I'm filling in, see ya!